Welcome to Chatting with Fate Accompli. I'm your host, Logan Wolf, and today I'm joined by my good friend, Scott Jacobson. Yo, hello. Did Michael Hanna. Hello. In a twist no one saw coming, Michael actually shows up for a fucking podcast. It, it is. <laughs> I had to for the theme. Thought. It's true, because the that theme. is... That is directly on theme, because today we're not we're not gonna mess around about it. We're gonna go ahead and talk about plot twists and just uh, oh twisty, yeah. But what is a plot twist, Logan? That's a great question. Before I try and give some sort of stupid if, if you don't if you don't know what a plot <laughs> twist is, you're probably not older than three years old, so you shouldn't be listening to this anyway. Michael, don't alienate our three year old demographic. I'm going to, Scott. I'm looking up the exact definition of a plot twist. Wow, oh, that no. is <laughs> it's a lot simpler than I gave it credit for. All right. Oh, what's the simple definition? It's just an unexpected development in a book, film, te- or television program, etc. Which That's it? Yes. Which uh, honestly, I, thought... <laughs> I would not have... Uh... Had such a concise definition. I thought I was oversimplifying it in my head. That's why I wanted to go to like the dictionary definition. But no, it's really that simple. Huh? Well, don't I feel foolish? <laughs> <laughs> Work smarter, not harder, I guess. Yeah, I mean, good advice. Um, but yes, uh, throughout all of media, there has always been uh, all kinds of different plot twists, good ones bad ones boring ones unexpectedly boring ones uh (laughs) the ones that make you go and ones that make you go no that make you turn into tim allen you go some which only give you a half transformation and some in which it's entire where you're just like (laughs) stop halfway through but uh we're gonna talk about this yeah. <laughs> so to give a little bit of a <laughs> a little bit of a twist to our normal formula, <laughs> we're gonna be positive first. Because no. The rest of this is <laughs> this is one of those no twists. Yeah. Can't believe it. <laughs> um but we're gonna go ahead and sorry if you can hear my chair, I still haven't replaced it. <laughs> Logan, how could you not? Sorry, still I'm made, sorry. Still made of bones. Yes. But we uh, have uh, two kind of, I would say, categories in terms of the twists that are actually good. Like, we actually sat down and had a little bit of a chin wiggle about plot twists before we <laughs> sat down and started bullshitting. Uh and I kind of want to start with the one at the top of the list, mostly because I don't have to talk. But hey, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, and it's uh, the kind of this idea of having the ideal, the rethink everything twist. But instead of it being bad, where everything that's recontextualized now makes less sense. It's the one where when it recontextualizes everything, it's like, whoa, wow. Wow, you turn into Owen Wilson. You go, wow, that's crazy. A lot of plot twists involving transforming into celebrities here. <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting you, it. Do you not? It... That's what we do here, baby. <laughs> um, right. The the twist that uh, you look back and you realize, like, wow, it's like it's it's recontextualized everything. It's changed 
how er you thought everything was one way, but now it's like two ways, maybe even three. Maybe, maybe even three. Or it kind of, it takes a moment that looked like it was one thing and it turned it into something completely different and something completely different for the better for the narrative. Not necessarily what, mm -hmm. like, doesn't mean like, oh, it's a good thing. Like it was a bad guy that turned out to be a good guy. Oh boy, oh boy. No, it could be the opposite. It was just, but it made the narrative stronger. And I kind of want to hand it over to you guys for our example because it's been a very long time since I've seen this movie. So you probably have a better understanding yeah. of it than I do. I just want to say, first and foremost, for this spot, I really, we really, really, really wanted to talk about Bioshock. Yes. The original Bioshock has a fantastic <laughs> twist that recontextualizes everything you've been through before. And not only that, it challenges the idea uh, that you had, like picking up the game in the first place and the question of your player agency. It's great. It consults both plot and form. It's amazing. Michael hasn't played it, and I hate him for that because now we can't talk about it. I, but we needed yeah. to. If this is a twist episode, if we were going to do it, we have to mention Bioshock at some point. Yes, Scott's one hundred percent right in both regards. Meaning uh, that Bioshock probably it might still have my favorite twist of anything ever. Um. And also, I hate Michael okay, because he hasn't played it yet because we can't talk about it. And <laughs> he can say all he wants that it's okay to talk about it, but Scott and I absolutely refuse to talk about yes. it. <laughs> yes, there are. There, it's an unshakable principle. If you don't know the twist for Bioshock, I'm not going to be the one to spoil it for you. No. Just experience it, it for yourself, please. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it is fantastic. I hate you, Michael. So instead, we're going to talk about something else that has a... Uh, a very good twist in a very similar vein, but we can actually, we all know about and we're going to talk about. Yes. Now, actually, oh. real quick sidebar, expect yeah. a lot of spoilers this episode. <laughs> I, thank <If> you. you <laughs> yeah, before we get into anything too deep, if you hear us mention anything, expect to have the, it, uh, I mean, we'll be a bit more passing than uh, in-depth for some of these, but uh, yeah. j just assume that if we mention something, we'll give you like a second to like escape, to like hit the button and run. Escape. Yeah. Yeah. But so, uh, just expect a lot of spoilers for from uh, this basically point, anything we say here. From this point forward, heavy spoilers. I will we will not be trying to filter ourselves to keep a twist intact because that would defeat the entire point of the episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, your full warning right now. We'll try and say like what it is first, so hopefully you can like skip to a later part in the episode if you want to keep listening, but again, Everything is fair game starting now. Okay, Scott. Just you, listen to this yeah. in like a half pounce position where you like your fingers <laughs> just above pause and then the other two above like uh, command quit or something. Yeah, be just staring be on the desperately your, at your screen. <laughs> right. But anyway, uh, yeah. an example of what I think is a really great twist that really embodies that rethink everything in a really good way because it adds this extra dimension to the film. Uh, the Lego movie. Are they gone? Good. The Lego <laughs> movie's twist uh, is really cool and surprising. The idea that this entire, all of the uh, events you've been seeing, all the characters, their stories, their struggles, they've basically been uh, an analog for this other, like, like the real world, quote unquote, which has been this kid playing with Legos, uh, whose dad is very, uh, very anal about keeping them nice and tidy, glued together. Their sets, they're very good. Do, do not play with them. Uh, 
and it, ter- it turns the whole movie into this allegory for their strange relationship is the, the son just wants to play with his dad and the dad has to you know he realizes this and he realizes how he comes off to this kid and it just transforms everything into an extended metaphor and it's just you wouldn't expect it from a movie called the lego movie something so blunt but actually that's kind of part of it too you know you forget that this isn't just a movie made out of legos like legos are a toy people play with them so i think that's a little clever too the fact that they like turn around like yeah people are still playing with them in the movie that's what you do with legos i don't know i i thought it was a really cool twist i still think about that a lot so my only one who's a lot <laughs> yeah I, I saw this pre- probably more recently than y'all most uh, most yeah. of y'all did, but uh, I think it's a good example of a, a twist done well. Yeah, I don't know it was a really nice kind of just twist. I mean, like like you're saying from a movie called The Lego Movie, you know, you go into it thinking, oh, you know, this is fun little kids movie. You know, you got little yeah. Lego people running around. You got all your you know famous voice actors you listen to, and you just think it's a fun little movie. And then they hit you with like this kind of like deeper. Uh, metaphor right towards the end of it mm-hmm. and you're like wow it's just kind of comes out of left field it's not something you're really expecting uh as you're watching the movie the entire movie before that point you know they're cracking right. all their little like jokes and stuff the whole time and then that you have something real serious like that it really uh, right. is a good surprise well it's a light movie too like it's very comedic mm-hmm. it's very fast-paced uh but then this twist it it lets such emotion come through the story that really you know didn't exist anywhere else that's just it creates this really emotional second level that like you said i don't think it, i don't i didn't expect it i don't know if anybody expected mm-hmm. it going in no it, no will ferrell's gonna make you cry in this movie what the brick one the lego one yeah <laughs> i was gonna say that's why i like it so much is because it's not that because it, it it's not even that long of a scene where like mm-hmm. you know the dad realizes kind of what he like Scott said how he comes off to the kid and he immediately then it like kind of realizes the problem you know what I mean and it's just like mm-hmm. it doesn't even like I don't have kids but I could like I could connect immediately with both of them and understand with where they were coming from immediately and yeah it took this very light movie and all of a sudden just said no, here's a... <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're feeling today. Here's now. a child trying to cope with his strained relationship with his father and his father realizing what he's been doing to his son. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, Lego movie. <laughs> All <laughs> right. right. I guess well, this that, is what we're doing. Yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> that moment where uh, uh, Will Ferrell picks up the Lego Will Ferrell out of yeah. the death machine and he, he, he doesn't even say anything and then the son is just is like this sheep is like, yeah... Yeah, that's that's you. That's you taking over the world. You know, it's oh, my goodness. It's it's so palpably emotive. It's like, how did that happen? How did you do that? <laughs> that's crazy. It's true. Uh, it's a shame the sequel had a much more watered down version of it, but at least we got this uh, really strong original one, which mm-hmm. uh, solidified as a real classic movie. If you haven't seen the Lego movie, I ruined it for you. Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> we warned you. Watch it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but you knew what you were getting into. But unfortunately, that is uh, that's not the rule. Unfortunately, no. uh, too often it's the exception. Um, there is a lot of occasions where uh, the recontextualization of the twist it makes you like look back at everything that's happened in a new light. It doesn't do it well, and sometimes it outright ruins it. 
we all have heard the trope before like it the uh, it was all a dream ending that's yeah. pretty much squarely in this camp i mean there are some exceptions there always are yeah but a lot of the time it just makes it feel like well what was the point it was all a hallucination it was all a dream then why did it happen you know yeah and that i was gonna say because i kind of feel like well because that's actually and maybe you kind of already mentioned this but because that's honestly what the lego movie is is that instead of it being mm-hmm. like an actual dream it's just in some kid's imagination you know obviously it didn't really happen but it doesn't it does it well whereas because we were talking about this and i will be honest we were struggling to come up with examples of bad twists not because there aren't any mind you i think it's just because we've all just kind of erased them from our collective consciousnesses <laughs> Right. And we don't don't want to think about it anymore. Or like they're um, so tropey, it's just hard to pick them out from like the fog. Yeah. And all just mushes together. Yeah. Because it's like this it's like the idea of let's say someone who you think doesn't know that something's happening the entire time, and then it it, it reveals that, oh, they did know the entire time. And then you're just sitting there like then why the hell did you like let all of this stuff happen? Like why were you being stupid? Honestly, like you phrasing it like that has actually made me think of an example. It's not yeah, a, it was perfect. all a dream, but I'm thinking now of a, the the last Jedi where uh, whoever was the captain of that ship, like had a plan and oh actually like God, a good plan. So right. And she just didn't tell like the fabled renegade Poe who just, you know, he's a record of just doing shit. She didn't tell him at all. For no reason. <laughs> right. And captain Holdo. So the, that was her yeah. name, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Why didn't I, you tell him? Yeah, that that plot twist. It well, there, there's 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 two reasons why that plot twist is bad. First is the one that Scott explained, is that she had a perfectly reasonable plan that she did not tell desperate people who then tried to take control from her because they thought she had no plan because she wouldn't share it even though she had a pretty decent one. But the second reason why it's bad is because they treat the twists as if like Holdo was correct in withholding that information from him. Right. Which she was not. Mm-hmm. It paints, it paints the twist in like a manipulative, in a manipulative way to try and make you think it was good because the characters say it was good but it wasn't if you think no. about it for half a second and i think that's well it's too long to think logan i can't think too long you're right i'm sorry goldfish goldfish frame <laughs> i think that's where a lot of bad twists kind of get their nature from is especially when the plot and this is more so the recontextualization ones some of them in the other categories do fall under this but it's a lot of like when the plot tries to manipulate you into thinking something is smart when it's really really dumb <laughs> right it just doesn't make sense no i mean like the holdo example like there wasn't even like a reason to not tell people it's not like there was a mole or anything no it was like and she was like worried about it getting out it, it basically concerned no one like yeah basically no one had a role in it it's not like anyone like was she worried that they were gonna stop her it was she some... she let it get to the point of mutiny like 
that and then even then she still didn't tell him <laughs> like, no it's like it's not he, the time yet no time he, yet. hold it then he like cusses her out and then he's escorted away and she's like i like him he pointed out that was a bad twist it's like what <laughs> he pointed what? out our bad writing yeah he's like what what do you mean <laughs> Like, oh, great. So all of this that we just did, because Poe was on a whole like misadventure before then, like, oh, that was pointless. Thank you for that. Yep. It could have been all avoided. Thank you for that. The whole movie was pointless. <laughs> it was. The twi- it, it was just a middle mm-hmm. finger for the, to, the, to The Force Awakens. That's all it was. It's, it's basically what it was. And Scott, I'm glad you brought that up, because that is the exact kind of twist that we were trying to think of and we couldn't, is that this bad recontextualization, that is probably the worst uh, like version of it because mm. it basically makes the entire movie moot. It, yep. None of it would have happened if somebody had just opened their goddamn mouths and had half of a brain cell. And it's just horribly insulting to the audience for wasting your time. <laughs> yep. I'm glad, I'm glad you phrased it the way you did because that really yeah. jogged it in my brain. Like exactly, I, Scott, we share the, the same brain cell. So we, I yeah. just try to get it out, <laughs> try to right. dig it out of the memory. <laughs> right. But like Logan said, in terms of other examples, on, we were weirdly dry on it. One yeah. thing that we did see looking around was a uh, the twist with from heavy rain. Yeah. Okay, they're gone. Uh, that was uh, <laughs> apparently heavily maligned. Uh, Michael, you played this one. What did What did you think of it? I never played Heavy Rain. Got it. That's the twist. <laughs> he didn't play it. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Man, over here. Get dunked on, idiot. <laughs> oh. hey, he got me. Delightful. Uh, but anyway, apparently the identity of the uh, origami killer in Heavy Rain actually doesn't make sense. Like, actually. Like, as, as far as the plot goes, where characters are and what they do, like, it, it literally cannot re- be reconciled <laughs> with what the killer does. Like, actually. I haven't played it. I just wanted to poke fun at it because that's that's a perfect example of a bad recontextualization. Where again, you it makes you realize, okay, so this actually doesn't make sense. What make what what was the point of anything? Yeah, Why did you that, do it the way you did it. That's a that's a good point in terms of the re- recontextualization as well. Is that another mortal sin that a lot of these commit? Is just being illogical. And saying mm-hmm. that, oh, I was the killer all along, even though the killer was five states over when in the movie it clearly showed me in like Florida. <laughs> but this stuff was happening in California. But, but don't think about it. It was me. It was distance me. Is all in your head. Right. <laughs> distance is all in your head. I was there. Trust True. Me. You're right. You're right, Michael. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all about it was me the whole time. It's all a mindset. Sometimes it's not even like a good or a bad recontextualization. Sometimes it's just weird. Yeah. Like it's not that it really like enriches everything that came before. It doesn't really like hurt it though either. Like we've talked about this one before in its dedicated episode, but Logan remembers the uh, twisted Resident Evil Village. Okay, they're gone. Do Where, uh... What was the game against Scott? What was the game? I uh, I'm not doing a second take. Uh where oh. Ethan Winters, the main protagonist of Resident Evil, Resident Evil Village, you son of a bitch, you made me say it again. Uh, <laughs> it turns out he has been a, a fun guy more than we realized because he's been made a fungus the whole, uh, I, I think through seven. Yeah, no, at the beginning of seven, when Jack punches him, he dies. Sorry, yeah, you're just saying that is making died. me think, like, what if he phrase, lo- the way you phrase it like that is like Jack punched him, he just exploded. <laughs> like, 
exploded into mushrooms. I mean, he may as well have. He's fucking dead, so it's like, who cares? But, yeah. I'm sorry, the way you phrase that is just like, could you imagine, like, oh, if you're a mold person, you just become a lot more fun and a lot more extroverted. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he was just he legitimately never went to more parties fun. before he was made a mold. <laughs> He could drink anyone under the table because he didn't have a digestive tract anymore. <laughs> <laughs> a slow, a, a puddle slowly forming around his ankles in the party. No one's noticing it though. It's going right through. Nobody wanted to say anything. <laughs> right. You see, if they brought up that, that might have been fun recontextualization. That would have been really Village. funny. Like Ethan's just <laughs> yeah, completely like, different. Oh, in that's eight. why <laughs> he's like quipping and shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as it stands, it's not necessarily bad. Like we talked about, like it's not a bad twist. It's just like, okay, like it doesn't weird. really change what he did and yeah. who he is. But I don't dislike it. It's weird. It's it's just weird. It's like okay, that's the yeah. twist. It's 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 along the same lines as Metal Gear Solid Five. Okay, everybody's gone. Uh, okay, where <laughs> at the end of the game? It's revealed that the character that you're playing, you thought you were a big boss or Venom Snake the whole time. Turns out Venom, Venom, you're Venom. not. Venom. You're just Venom. like the random medic that was helping, that was trying to help Snake at the end of Ground Zero, because you go, uh, you uh, helicopter crash <clears throat> at the boom. end of it, and it's just like oh, you weren't Snake that whole time. And then it's just like, oh, well, then the Venom Snake from like Metal Gear 1 was this guy and not like actually Big Boss. And I I don't know. Maybe it makes more sense if you know everything about Metal Gear, but I really don't. So it's just kind of like when the twist happened to me and I was just like, uh, cool, I guess. Like, sure. Okay, yeah, he's not Big Boss, but it doesn't really change anything because they hypnotized him into thinking he was big boss so he just did what he would do anyways <laughs> so right. he still acts like big boss it's not yeah. like it's like oh the whole time it's like he's kind of still big boss even though he's not yeah for being a random medic he's a fucking badass like <laughs> yeah no kidding best so, medic out there yeah I guess that's what's really good at his job. I was gonna say, I guess that's the quality of soldier that diamond dogs have. Like, goddamn, like you just right. hypnotize a random guy into being as good as Snake. Like, Jesus. So that one was just like it was. Just, I, I don't know. After I was just kind of like, eh, uh, oh, oh, okay, uh, all right, <laughs> sure, all right, all right, all right. He's just a weird one. Yeah, but then. We kind of move into so there are so there are there are there are good ones that kind of recontextualize everything, right? There are bad ones that do the same thing. And then there's ones that are weird and kind of out of left field. But then there are the ones that are still kinda out of left field, but they're really good. <laughs> yeah. Like they may not like reshape the entire fabric of the piece of media you're ingesting, but they're actually just they're just surprising in yes. a good way. It's like, I wasn't expecting that. Yes. Do you have an example, Logan? I do. Sorry, I was taking a drink of water because my throat is parched. <laughs> There's no drinking water in here, Logan. <laughs> Logan, you, you told me you quit drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I lied. Don't lie. 
<laughs> I don't like this twist. This is a no twist. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Red Dead Red. I hate you, Scott. Is that the twist? I already knew that. No, because they look at mean, I, uh, we have a list. I, I need everyone to know this. We have a list of like examples because don't we wrote it out a bit. Don't let them know. Don't let them know. Behind the curtain, Scott. Scott they first. Scott first. So I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna be talking about Red Dead Redemption. So, okay, they're gone. At first, he wrote Red Dead Revolver, and I was like, "Oh, Scott, you cheeky fuckstick. That's not the game. Never heard and, of it." And game. now I see he wrote Red Dead Redemption, <laughs> where John Marston has a <laughs> thick ass. <laughs> Gotta, I didn't write it with that inflection in mind, but I like that inflection. Redemption. <laughs> John's got to get his thick back. He can't sneak around at all. I hear him coming every time. That's, his whole, that's the whole game. Damn O'Driscoll's keep following the clapper. He has. Trying to rustle some cattle, but the clap of my ass keeps alerting the guard. Happy oh birthday, John. Is that, Anyways, the is that the twist? No. <laughs> the twist actually Damn. comes at the basically the very end of the game. <clears throat> excuse me. Where John has actually completed everything that he that's basically been asked of him because uh, now there are some other twists and turns, but he basically needs to hunt down his old gang in order to get like immunity for himself or like get off the hook for his crimes. And he does it like he actually does it successfully. And at the end of the game, there's a bit of like, a, oh, now John's in his home life and stuff. And there was kind of some shadiness with the Federal Bureau. Or, or, sorry, it's not federal yet. It's just Bureau of Investigation at this point. And there was some shadiness. You know, there was always some tensions. But, you know, things happened. Things uh, uh, they got, you know, along enough to get the job done. But then, lo and behold, it turns out that the Bureau of Investigation had no intention of letting John go. And Ooh. they show up to his ranch intending to kill him. I think they actually kill Uncle, too. Uh, but no, basically, no, Uncle. No. how John dies is he gets his family to save him. Like, he sends them away. He emerges on the other side of a barn against, like, 20 people. And they're all sitting there aiming his gun. And John knows he's going to die. And you try and take down as many as you can, but you can't kill them all. And they just, they fucking blow John Marston away. It was tragic because you had a good amount of time just with John and his family being like, oh my God, my boy is finally happy. And then you see him blown to actual pieces. Like there's chunks of him missing and it's, it's, <laughs> it's just like my oh man my gets god. turned into Philly cheesesteak. He does. Gruesome. Oh my god, it is absolutely gruesome. And it is ah ah it's just so like, it's it's I know a lot of people probably were angry at it, but that doesn't mean it was bad. I I was also angry at it because I love John, but I mean he it's was. still like it's still good. Like just because an, a twist makes you angry doesn't mean it's bad. No, Which, I mean it's still compelling that emotion out of you. Oh my god, I just actually. And if anything, of that's a classic one. Western thing, isn't it? it yes, like, very much so. Yeah. And it it literally makes you his son after that, right? Because like yeah, 
And then the now, end of the game. Now you're on that re- Western revenge fantasy. Yeah, there's like it's like one mission afterwards where you come back as Jack, and Jack's a lot older, and you go find the guy or the uh, the agent that kind of like was the head orchestrator of all of it, and you have one last shootout. And at this point, he's just an old man fishing too. So like another Western thing, you know, where it's like the person comes back and it's been years and, you know, their sins come back to bite them. And honestly, it's kind of a circle of like revenge (laughs) kind of thing at the very end. And then you kill him at the end. And it like it feels like you feel good because you came off the fact of like, oh, you know, he's the one that betrayed John. But then you kind of think about it. And you're like, you know, that was just some like 80 year old dude that, yeah, he killed his dad. But it's still it's like, I don't know, it it feels weird. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like bittersweet. It's like, yeah, sure, we killed him. But he was also like a defense, not defenseless. He had a gun. But, you know, he was some by the sounds of it. Yeah. And I mean, it's like he was some old guy that left a lot of that behind. And it's just, you know, it's it's just that weird, it's that weird, like, I don't know if bittersweet's the right word, but it's just, it's it's a strange feeling. And a conflicted <laughs> feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Was this justice? Was it ever in the first place? Yeah. But it was surprising. Yes, very much so. Didn't expect that. No, not even slightly. <laughs> You know, another twist that was pretty surprising. Yeah. This one, I know we can agree on, Logan. We, yes. we have our differences about the Halo franchise, you and yep. I. Yep. But one part with that we are absolutely in agreement on yes. is the, uh, the twist in Halo Combat Evolved. First one ever, baby. Was a, was a, is a, is a great twist. Yes. I love that twist. Yes. The entire time you are fighting the, the Covenant <clears throat> because they want to get to the Halo. What's the Halo? I don't know. Eventually we go into the... Is it into the Halo? It's all into the Halo. Yeah, it's not, you're and on we discover Halo. that uh, yeah. inside, like halfway through the game, mind you, this isn't like an immediate twist. Uh, halfway through the game, inside the Halo, there's another alien species just living in there. The Flood. This like this zombie-like species, I guess, like, that are just trying. Yeah. They're just scuttling all over the place. They all of these. The you walk into this uh, this chamber, you see these horrors. Like, what did the Covenant do? This like, there's stuff growing out of these corpses, and it's been the flood, this parasitic race, the whole time. Oh, that's what Halo's for. <laughs> it's gonna kill those things. Yeah, uh, which then leads to a different twist. Like, oh well, you know how it kills them is a little different. It doesn't yeah. just kill them; it kills you to kill them. Yeah, but, uh, but that's still that... a great. Uh, it's a really unexpected twist. Yeah, because. Up until that point, it had been, you know, like an action sci-fi game. You're fighting aliens that can fight back and all that other kind of jazz. And then halfway through the game, it turns into like a quasi horror game. Right. You're walking through these areas where there's there's nothing to start. There's just nothing. No enemies, nothing. Yeah. Very atmospheric. It's weird. And then there's nothing to fight. Yeah. And there's a Marine who's in there who actually starts shooting at you. Because and he just he's so fucking traumatized. He's like, I won't become one of them. And you're just like, what the hell happened in here? Mm -hmm. And then eventually you come across some Marines, a guy that's dead. You see the video and you see these things just attacking them. And they're like, it's not the covenant. And all that other kind of jazz. And then it comes, you know, you come out of it. And then all of a sudden they just start swarming you. By the way, it's not like a like a brief little introduction where like, oh, it's only a couple. No, they throw just 
everything at you. And then in that same room, on top of these little spore guys, you also then start coming across the now infected and reanimated corpses of both the Covenant and the Marines that went in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, at, it's like body horror now. And it's just like, Jesus. <laughs> right. It's, and the it's, fun part too is yeah. it's not just like a story thing. I love it too because it's a it affects the gameplay. Like these yeah. are enemy types, unlike anything you've seen before. These little scuddly guys, these mutated like hybrids, they don't work like the Covenant do. They have like much less self preservation. Yeah, they will. They just kind of lumber at you. At they you. charge. They yeah. also just take take a lot of hits because they're 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 so thick. Well, you they're fighting for that's... two. That's the other thing, too, is that's what that's another thing I love about this twist is the Covenant have plasma weapons and you're just Mm. like, you know, they're good, but I kind of feel like my bullets sometimes do better, like more precise and whatnot against the Covenant. But when you run into the flood, your normal firearms, like human firearms are kind of shit, like except for like the shotgun. Oh, yeah. You don't talk shit about my shotgun. They're but Shotgun, like the assault rifle, the pistol, Shotgun. like they're not that great. You pick up a plasma rifle, you will tear through the flood. Mm-hmm. So it also that twist gives you an entirely new faction to fight, as well as you don't have to, but it kind of it gives you a reason to use the covenant's weapons because they're more effective against the flood. And then you're well, also and then too, of, they, they yeah. turn your weapons against you because they're using yeah. shotguns. They're using rifles. They're yeah. using the guns that the humans used before they got uh, they got vegified. Yeah. So it's just it's it's a bunch. It's a bunch of different elements that really change up how you play the game and how you interact with enemies, because how you would normally fight against the Covenant, you can't really do that. I mean, you can kind of do it, but there's definitely more effective methods and it's it's great (laughs) yeah michael what do you think about it yeah michael uh you know i think i've seen a lot of good cover art for halo games so you know i think i'm sure it had some pretty good plots in it you know it was good good old cover cover art halo games you Thank you, Michael. You're all right, You're Michael. See, see uh, for, you know, listeners, I don't own an Xbox because I only play PlayStation. You don't have to own an console. Xbox. So, Michael. What else can I own? A PC. Okay. Yeah, they're all on PC now. Oh. Halo right. 1 and Halo I, 2 I were a, actually on the PC as well. Do- I have a oh, couple right, thousand yeah. dollars I just wanted to throw out in the garbage <laughs> and I could spend on a PC. Instead. Yeah, you know, because yeah, the garbage is where it, it, it would go. It's definitely not going to outlast every console you own. No, no, no. Can I also just mention real quick, like Scott played this as a as an adult, like like when he actually <laughs> first played Halo. I played it when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> so, I you was know, playing fun space game. Yeah. Oh, what's what's coming out of that guy? Yes, exactly, Scott. You're 100% correct. (laughs) Those little spore guys, I hate them the most because when I was a kid, just seeing their like little tendrils, especially when they, you know, like take over a body, it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) like it, it, because I also read the, I read one of the books, like the Halo books that, you know, talk about, um, that have the flood in it and they talk about how it's like oh i could see it like moving under his skin and stuff and i was just like oh <laughs> what's it doing in there so 
yeah, no. As, as a as a smaller boy, I was taken completely by surprise, and I was just like, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play with you anymore, Halo. Yeah. No, it was Halo. freaky, especially the music. Scary. The music changes to a more eerie and like menacing uh, tone instead of like you know the uplifting like ba 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 ba. It becomes this like it, uh, uh, God. I wish I could remember the theme. Like I can hear it in my head, but I remember can't it, like, translate it. But it's yeah. like this a lot more this like lower tone. There's a lot more suspension. It's just like just just just. See that's wrong. I can't do it because it's like piano. Like I can't Michael, <laughs> like emulate it. With show my the voice. man how to be a piano. Yeah, do it. Smoking. I'm gonna have to stretch you out in the piano keys. Come here. I have never heard a piano make that noise before, Michael. Wow, <laughs> that was terrible. Because <laughs> <laughs> so we can't all be musicians <laughs> or music or instruments. instruments. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So that was yeah. That was a uh, that was a very big surprise for a child me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great twist, and I like it because like the plot actually like moves to the twist. Like it feels like it's actually surprising in that regard. Unfortunately, yeah. Halo uh, Combat Evolved was the last time Bungie understood how to make an actual story, and uh, I don't know. Like I talked about this exactly before, but I kind of feel like afterwards they really divulged into just like the lore vomit style, where it's like the things that happen they don't you know feel like the the drama of the plot is naturally moving to these events it's all in the lore it's all in the, you know these things make sense because the paragraphs over here say so and it's not like you read that lore to enrich your understanding it's more like you uh, read the lore to get that understanding uh, man it's i wonder that, if that's uh, a foreshadowing to something that happens in the future <laughs> <laughs> well wouldn't you know it logan because it's something that uh, it didn't really end up affecting halo that much later on because they didn't yeah. really do many twists no, uh, not really, yeah. But it definitely stuck with them through the destiny, yeah. which is basically the poster child for stuff just happened. Read the book that we put on a website behind three locked doors and a volcano to find out why it is important. There's been a lot of destiny storytelling that's like that. Like, I, I, by the way, this counts. Leave now if you don't want any destiny spoilers. <laughs> if you could even call them that, honestly, I, you'd honestly. have to go searching through the fucking hinterlands to find them anyways. So, right, right. Right. That's the problem. Right. I'm like, I'm thinking about uh, Beyond Light, where, uh, you know, the whole the main uh, antagonist, Aramis, is using stasis powers. And it's it's very scary. And you get to the final uh, confrontation and she's about to like she's like <sighs> shouting at you like, I'm going to kill you, Guardian. And then her powers just literally start freezing her on the spot. And then she just freezes. And then that's the story. And the game ends. Oh, she, she shouldn't have done that, I guess. She shouldn't have skill issue, I guess. Shouldn't have done that, huh? Yeah, I'm, right, I'm sure there's a reason yeah. for it if you look with with look in the lore, but it's a, it's not like the story moved to that point, or it like it makes sense in the mechanics of the plot. It just happens. You don't know it just happens. Scott, obviously, she used her powers too much that they overtook her. It froze her. It's like when you overclock a freezer; it freezes itself on the outside. Oh, of mm-hmm. course. I didn't realize that the re- registration manual for my refrigerator was required reading for Destiny Beyond Light. <laughs> well, that sounds like a you problem. That sounds Scott. like a you uh, skill issue right now there. Now the skill issue is on me. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but absolutely the worst offender for this, I think, is uh, Destiny 2 Forsaken. <laughs> it's not even the twist that uh, Cade dies. Does that even count as a twist if they like 
just plaster it all over the marketing? No. <laughs> I mean, does it, it could have been a twist. twist. Does it it was also the literal first thing back. that happens. Uh, <laughs> right. Does it count as a twist that he's coming back if it's all over the marketing? Exactly. Exactly. Like, what? What? What counts? If wow, just so Michael, open you with just it. brought up a fantastic... Why didn't you bring that up when we were discussing that earlier? <laughs> I literally brought up the thing of, like, what What about a twist where a character dies, but guess what, JK, they didn't... I didn't even think about him coming back. Those guys talking about the marketing for that. <laughs> I I'm forgot like, oh, that he came back or is yeah. coming back. I mean, back. he's I not know. officially back yet. He will be in the next in final shape that comes out. But he's not back right. yet. And there are leaks to suggest it's not really him. It's like the memory of him, but whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Neither do you. Uh, anyway, but that's the, not what we're the real about. twist regards his killer, Aldrin Sov, who's Logan's pointed out his name is now Crow because after the events of Forsaken, he gets like oh. baptized as a guardian. But, uh, uh, well, he died, that... and then yeah, got brought back to life finally yeah. as a guardian. And when you brought back to life from the traveler, you uh forget your old memories, right? Before that, he was Aldrin Sov, and they, they thought he died before then, but he didn't. Figures, uh, and he killed Cade. And he's been uh, he's been up to some weird stuff since he got back. He's gathering a posse. He's pulling all manner of skullduggery and misdemeanor. He's just a real mm-hmm. like silly fella. He's going on a silly spree. And uh, you're wondering like, well, why did he kill Cade? Why is he being this like? Why is he being a mean guy? He was always kind of a mean guy, but why this mean? And it turns out the reason for this is revealed at the end of the Destiny Two Forsaken campaign, is that he was being mind controlled by a wish dragon. <laughs> no you didn't just skip over a few pages that's actually what happens that is the twist he was being manipulated by a wish dragon <laughs> i love your description <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call it well like well technically excuse me it's an ahamkara so an ahamkara is an aspect of destiny lore that at that point was incredibly esoteric it and i don't think a single time anybody ever uttered the word ahamkara in destiny history it was literally like only in a couple item descriptions. Like there was the one hum- uh, hunter exotic, the gauntlets that would give you an extra tripwire. I actually really like that one. That was great for Crucible. But uh, other than that, like there was like one grimoire entry that was like they were wish dragons that got hunted to extinction. That is it. And that was it for years. And then all of a sudden they pull this like, yeah, one of there's one now more. She's the last. Yeah. The last one was manipulating Oldrinsov. For some reason, I don't even remember why, but she was. And um, honestly, like, like I didn't even catch that she was an Ahamkara. Something, something. I didn't even catch that because it doesn't even look like a dragon at all. It's like a giant like space booty hole that was just eating him. It's it like, that's really what it is. Right. It's like, why? What, y- yes, it was surprising, but only because it was completely bonkers and unfounded by anything. Like, even, like, knowing what an Ahamkara was, I wasn't even like, no way, an Ahamkara! I was like, what the, f- what the, f- what? get out of there, man, what are you doing in there? Get out of the booty hole. <laughs> get out of there. Yeah. So that was disappointing. That was crazy. And that's unfortunately sometimes the negative side of a surprising twist. Sometimes it's not a good surprise, as is yeah. the nature with surprises. Does anyone have any examples of that other than Destiny 2? Because I don't, I don't want to talk about Destiny anymore. It makes me angry. <laughs> oh, I was going to let Michael doesn't. talk about it if he had anything else to say. But uh, Yeah, Michael, um, you're the Destiny guy. Did that? No, was that I mean, what, how did you feel about that? Yeah, it was just kind of a weird weird thing. Because like Scott said, it wasn't... You never really had a Ahamkara mentioned at all throughout all the years of Destiny 1. And 
like the first year of Destiny 2 and then they just kind of like brought it back. I think the whole reason that she was kind of controlling him was because that was the only she was trying to like free herself because she had been trapped this last Amkara Riven. And so like she was trying to get herself freed from her imprisonment uh, in the Dreaming City. But it was still just like a completely pulled out of nowhere kind of name drop that was just barely in the game to begin with from all the previous years of the game. Destiny seems to like to do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing of, uh, the whole thing of Forsaken too was like it's a revenge story. Like we get to get a revenge for this guy for doing it. And now it just turns out like yeah, the whole time he just didn't even like he just he was being controlled it's a by revenge a story. Kind of makes it feel a lot well, a lot weirder, that's for sure. Yeah. I do have another example for oh a completely bonkers twist out of nowhere. And we're going to move actually into the realm of TV shows, more specifically season eight of Game of Thrones. I'm not even giving you a Ooh. moment to go away because I don't recommend you actually watch it. It's a waste of your fucking time. Logan, you have to give them time. No. Um, He's doing them a service. I, I honestly, I am because I will give you two quick ones. Or the two, like, major ones that happen. Uh, this one happens the third episode of, like, the six, seven? I don't know. There's not a lot of episodes in season eight. But it happens, like, halfway through, a little earlier than halfway through the season, where the Night King, who is, like, you know, the big bad, he's, like, the big overall bad of uh, the series. Or he's, like, the existential threat of the series because kind of the point of game of thrones is yeah sure the political intrigue and all that other kind of stuff it's good it's great it's interesting but the whole show is essentially coming to the point of okay well now it's like life versus death it's no longer oh who's gonna sit on the iron throne that doesn't matter because something is literally coming to kill us all like it doesn't matter who we are um that's kind of the whole point of the show and they then resolve that in, well, a bad episode, but the way it happens, Night King's the big bad, and John's been, like, the main character in terms of dealing with, like, the Night King and those shenanigans. And the way the Night King is defeated, and I, I, I don't know how I can really set this up, so I guess I'll just go for it, is... The Night King Full is about mode. to kill Bran, which if he does that, I don't know. There's a whole thing with like the three-eyed rape. It's a whole bunch of complicated hoot nanny. All right. And he kills Bran. It's really, really bad. Like basically, I guess he wins or something. And, you know, everyone else, it looks like he's about to win. And then Arya Stark out of like she fucking materializes out of thin air. Like, I'm not even joking about that because the Night King has, like, his entire army behind him and she up just fucking appears behind him, jumping at him, yelling like an idiot. And the Night King... Sneak attack! That's basically what she did because the Night King then oh whips around, grabs her by the throat. And by the way, like, these, like, White Walkers, if they, like, touch you, they can, like, freeze you, like, basically instantly or, like, turn you. So, you know, real strong. And he's, like, got her by the throat. 
and he has like and he like grabbed her hand so she can't stab him but then she does a stupid fucking knife trick where she drops the knife from her hand and then she grabs it with the other hand and then she stabs him and then he shatters into ice and then all of the other white walkers die and all of the zombies die not my zombies and it's well, just like that just happened <laughs> Michael that is the only thing that could have made the scene even remotely better is if they mm-hmm. understood how fucking stupid it was and had her quip about it this character has been he grabs her by the throat uh that's a that... no and then she stabs him <laughs> did no, I do today. that <laughs> Did I mind that? But it's completely out of left field with a character that had no involvement in that story whatsoever. It was unsatisfactory and the biggest threat that they've been building up through for the literal entire season is wasn't all all they had to do was do a flashy knife trick and boom, dead. Everyone's dead. And then I guess just all of that, they also established that in season eight, all of a sudden, where if you kill a White Walker, it kills all the zombies he raised. So that was kind of just a random ex machina that was added in to win. Uh, Easy win button. So that was dumb. And out of nowhere and made no sense logically. Uh, but then there is a second one. The second big one no, is where no, 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 Logan, is where after the it. writers completely missed the point of the series, because by the way, after that, there's still more episodes about the political intrigue, which is not intriguing anymore. And also mm. the point of the series was to say it's life versus death. It doesn't matter who sits on a fucking chair. Who cares? We're all going to fucking die. But they completely nice missed that point. Chair, it was just like, oh no, it's just actually it is actually about the political intrigue and the petty human squabbles. That's what it's that's what this is all really about. And so they Daenerys, they go to take King's Landing. Essentially, Cersei loses. King's Landing is taken. They're ringing the bells for surrender. And you know, they, they basically they won. People are surrendering, like, you know, they have the day. But then something amazing happens. Daenerys, whose entire character arc has been about saving people and do going out of her way to save like less fortunate people and like putting the Iron Throne to the side to do something just to help people. Then a- again, after everyone's already surrendered and the day's been won, <laughs> then goes on to burn king's landing to the ground and there are so many shots of her burning women children elderly random people on Mm. the streets and by the way i've heard some defenses that oh she was mad at cersei so she was gonna go after cersei but this motherfucker zigzagged up the entirety she's not a dragon by the way that could just fucking fly over there no she zigzagged and burned people alive for no reason and the reason why it pisses me off so much besides that it's completely out of character is that the next episode they try and retroactively shoehorn in that oh she was going crazy the whole time 
Ain't no way in hell. No. <laughs> she, she's a little cuckoo in the head. You know, she's a little out there. So those are bad twists. The first one's a bad twist because it's just, just logically she should have been dead and there's no logistical way she could have done anything though. That is basically the theme of season eight of game of Thrones where logistically nothing makes any sense. But the second one is more egregious because they try and play it off. Like it's smart and they've been building up to it when they haven't. And it is completely out of character and as finishes pushing in the knife that they had been pushing, that they had been killing Daenerys's character with for like the entirety of season eight. It's it's really yeah. just a big fuck you. <laughs> Bro, imagine being those two chuckle nuts, being like two of the most esteemed writers on one of the most prodigious TV shows of all time. And then and you then... get these offers from these big companies. And so you rush job the shit out of your last <laughs> season and completely kill your career. And now no one knows where you are. I couldn't imagine, imagine. that, Scott. I couldn't. <laughs> you don't need to imagine it. It happened. It's life. It's real life. True. But we don't know no, where they are, so I can't imagine Scott. it. Oh man. It's really funny though. It haha <laughs> funny. I don't know, but it is funny. It is funny. <laughs> it is funny. But yeah, so completely bonkers, out of nowhere twists that make zero sense and actively ruin the story. Is uh... And the careers of everyone involved. Yeah. Well, not and everyone. Like, and the legacy of a TV show, at least. Well, and that's yeah. that's what's really gonna tank it for a lot of people. You worked it... on that. Yeah, it could have been well, I, I hope all the you production people they deserve mad credit for Very a lot true. of things. Yeah. Like and uh, and the actors for the most part still gave it their all. I can't blame them for the terrible writing. Right, I, right. I, I kind of do want. feel like a lot of I haven't seen a ton of <laughs> No. Them I mean either. Game of Thrones used to be something you'd see like represented everywhere. Game of Thrones all this merchandise could have all been the, the best thing ever. Like it rivaled like Breaking Bad in terms of just quality. But it did something that Breaking Bad didn't. It got bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, was that rushed. Was, that, was a, that was almost a joke there. I like that. But I yeah, no. So that those that whole twist was it was in, in, infamous. Very infamous, and it's not even an excuse that it went on too long. You know, like, oh, that the writers just... I mean, yes, some of the fault is with George because he hasn't finished his goddamn books yet, but they also cut out a lot yeah, of George, get it together. plot lines and stuff like that. But uh, you can't really say that, oh, Breaking Bad would have gotten bad, you know, if it had just kept on going, which maybe it did. But then they wrote Better Call Saul, and that went on for six seasons, and that's still really good. <laughs> yeah. So, I... Oh, did you miss the episode me? where Saul got on the back of a dragon and just, like, <laughs> incinerated New Mexico? Incinerated Albuquerque? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that would have been great. I would have totally accepted that. That would have been awesome. <laughs> It was, it. it was one of his scams. It was one of his one of his pranks. Then <laughs> he'll look to the camera and wink boy. and say, "It's all good, man." And then uh, that's all, folks. We'll yeah. appear on screen. But yeah, so that's uh, yeah, bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, talked about some bad twists. Talked about some good twists. But what about the the nothing twists? The twists that are just they're twists. They don't do anything. Yeah, they're it's still unexpected. It's not like. Oh, you saw them coming. It's just when they're revealed, nothing. You're just like, 
All right, nothing changes. Right. Probably uh, one of the ones that comes to mind, since we were talking about The Last Jedi. Yeah. Probably the one that came after The Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Yep. <laughs> they made the one after uh, that? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Michael hasn't had watched that either. Ignorance. Even though we, even though we definitely watched it together, he just had his eyes yep. closed and his ears covered the, the whole time. time. <laughs> I mean, he Too slept through part of it, yeah. <laughs> maybe most of it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had seen it one time before I saw it with Scott and Logan, so I. But yeah. Oh, you poor that you poor thing. I'm so sorry. See it twice. I'm not. I'm glad we dragged anyway. you to that. You deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> For your crimes. <laughs> but right, Rise uh, of Skywalker. The yeah. twist. Ray is actually, oh my goodness, the whole time, she's been the grandchild of Palpatine. Whoa. Whoa. Remember that guy? He was in he was in some of the other ones. He came back in so Fortnite. <laughs> right. Somehow. Somehow Palpatine <laughs> returned. <laughs> oh my god. That's the line. It's not even me, like Short no, that's, that's the actual fine. writing in that fucking movie. God bless Oscar Isaac for saying that with a straight face. <laughs> um, just, just God bless Oscar Isaac. I hope he's having a good day. Yeah, he's having a good day. Hope he's doing well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, that uh, Palpatine twist. That doesn't. I mean, it doesn't do anything. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to make us go, "Whoa, no freaking way!" Like, it doesn't change anything. It's not like she's like. I now must become death, the eater of worlds. She's like, she's just, she's still Ray. She still does she, Ray things. She's not conflicted. She's just a Palpatine now. Doesn't she change shoot, anything. She shoots lightning at one point, and they try and make it seem like she's conflicted, but we all know she's not. It wasn't convincing. No, I I don't know Star Wars. I try to avoid it, but is the lightning thing just Palpatine's thing, or is that something that it's other just people a, can do? It's, anyway? a it's just a thing. Sith thing. It's a dark. It's, it's a, a, bad it's guy a thing. dark and a natural power of the dark side. So it's not even Palpatine. really like a that is the Palpatine gene coming into effect. It's just no. I mean, he's probably no, he's like the, he's like the best at it. Like he's yeah, like yeah. super good. Like that's what he's most like well known for but technically no so, it force lightning like is count, not just count dooku does it yeah in okay. episode two <laughs> dooku. Um... sorry <laughs> yeah, you're right um yeah but i mean dooku does it there are other sith in the history of it that do it but yeah just palpatine is the most kind of canonically famous user of force yeah. lightning Doesn't change the fact that Ray is still Ray. Nothing really doesn't changes. Change, yes. Yeah, doesn't you're right. Change, like, that a it doesn't, thing. Yeah. Doesn't change a goddamn thing. Speaking I mean, of is lightning, there to, <laughs> is there anything more to say about it, or is that like, no? That's the issue. Star Wars the... people have anything more to say about it? Because I thought it was stupid, but I don't. I always Star Wars. No, Scott. The entire it trilogy. No, the entire new trilogy was stupid, Scott. That, that's yeah. okay. Good. See, I picked up See, on that. that. I picked that, up yeah, on notes. That's of that. the great. That's the great thing, Scott. Even though you are not a Star Wars guy, even you can realize how stupid of a thing that was for them yeah. to do. <laughs> and that's the litmus test, really, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I would say that's the thing about these absolutely nothing twists. There's not really much to explain. <laughs> it's, it's true. That, that's true. It's the nature of it. For instance, just like this, uh, the revelation that you get at the end of uh, God of War 2. <laughs> okay, they're gone. Where it's revealed that Zeus, oh boy, Zeus is Kratos' father. Zeus. Ooh, daddy. What a 
what it changed. You want to know what it changed? You want to know? You want to know what that changed? It changed Kratos's dialogue, and what it changed mm-hmm. it to instead of saying Zeus sometimes, because sometimes he still says Zeus, but but sometimes he now says Father. Father. It's true. Now half his dialogue begins with Father. Even when it's not directed towards Zeus, it's weird. He's just thinking about him, I guess. That's a joke. But that's literally all it changes. He doesn't have a he doesn't ha- he doesn't have like a conflict. He doesn't have any sort of conflict in terms of uh, trying to kill him. Nothing about his plan changes like it, no. it doesn't. It does not matter. No, I mean, the goal at the start of the game was to kill Zeus. Goal at the end of the game is still to kill Zeus because I mean he's yeah. a slippery one. Like the only thing like it it like partly recontextualizes is why Zeus killed Kratos because he has this whole thing like the cycle must be broken referring to the thing in Greek myths of uh, sons always killing their dads like how Kronos killed Uranos and then uh, Zeus killed uh, Kronos and now uh, he didn't really kill him though in the God of War stuff whatever and whatever same same difference so he killed Kratos to avoid that cycle because he doesn't want he's paranoid he doesn't want Kratos to kill him but it doesn't really like still it doesn't change their conflict and it's not even really like it because at the beginning of God of War 2, Kratos is kind of being a shit heel, doing the exact <laughs> kind of thing the gods were mad at Ares for doing and just showing up and wrecking up the joint. So it's like, it's not even like that. Oh, that was why he killed him. It's like he had a perfectly good reason to kill him before. So, yeah, Please it's, just, it's just nothing. It yeah. didn't change anything. It, it wasn't until uh, the 2018 game where they actually did something with it. You know, fair, fair credit, they actually did something with it. But up until that it. point, it was just, yeah, they honestly did because it was just, it was just pointless before. It didn't change anything. Yes. There's Speaking also another of... version of the, uh, yeah. the absolute nothing twist, uh, a little bit more specific. It's just uh, when the twist not only doesn't really like change stuff, it just ends up feeling like just exposition. Yeah. Like everything we kind of touched on before was kind of like that, just a little light. But sometimes they keep it on a little heavier, and uh, that's kind of how I feel about the twist for Bioshock Infinite. I don't know how deep we want to get into it, Logan. And I say Logan because this is another one where Michael hasn't played. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so laughing so smugly. Plus, I, I think mean, we did talk about it in the Bowshock episode. Yeah. So I'm not sure how deep we want to get into it. But I mean, my stance on it is just basically instead of like the original Bowshock, where there's this actually cool inventive twist that really changes how you uh, interpret the entire experience. It just ends up being like, oh, you thought you came here for that reason? No, it was this reason. It basically just gives you the backstory to a character. Like, that's all it does. Pretty much, yeah. And it's just like, it's not really a twist. That's just you telling me something. (laughs) Right. It's presented well to the point where you think it's a twist, but then you realize, wow, it's really not. It doesn't really change much. It doesn't change your main character or their outlook. It doesn't really... It doesn't really... It kind of just sets up the end of the game. And like that's it, except it, except it doesn't even set up the end of the game because there's DLC that completely <laughs> contradict the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Barry, let's see. Don't let's not get into yeah. that. <laughs> oh, station, stay Barry. Let's see. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I, honestly, then you have all. the. Yeah. Well, then you have what I feel like is the worst kind of twist of all. Like bad twists can be really bad. But there's just something like worse. It's when the twist is just predictable. When mm-hmm. you can see it coming from a mile away. Because it just turns the entire experience into sitting and waiting. Like, are they going to reveal it? No? A little bit longer? No? 
now? No? Oh, now? That's fine. You know, it's just not satisfying when it finally does pay off. And I don't think there's a better example of this than one that we've talked about before, but I like making fun of it, so let's talk about it again. Yeah. Arkham yeah. Knight. Batman Arkham Knight, to be specific. I don't want to get that confused with any other game. Yeah. It also... Okay, they're gone? Good. It also doesn't help when the marketing team specifically lies to you. <laughs> that rarely helps anything, if I'm being honest. Yeah. They're all they're all making these grand statements like we've invented the Arkham Knight, an original character for the Batman mythos. He's crazy, he's a new character, and he's not Jason Todd. <laughs> I'm what? gonna give you three what? guesses me... as to the identity of the Arkham Knight. <laughs> Let me repeat, he is like not that? Jason Todd. Yeah. I need to make it you extra all three clear. Guesses, I'm disappointed. I need to make it extra clear. He is not Jason Todd. Get it through your skull. That's not who he is. Is it Jason Todd? Yes. And then we play the game. And it's Jason <laughs> now stand back. It's Jason Todd. Oh, we tricked you. We got you. Got you. Mm-hmm. Hey, no, guys. No. We meant like the, the Arkham Knight as a character was an original creation. Not the guy who actually is the Arkham Knight. Fuck yeah, yeah, no, no, that's Jason you. Todd. Yeah, yeah, that one's Jason Todd. <laughs> yeah. Every like YouTube video of like everyone making videos like, oh, you know, all top five guesses of who the Arkham Knight is. Everyone's number one was Jason Todd. Everyone <laughs> kept saying, that, oh, yeah, it's probably Jason Todd. And, and it was right. Jason they tried Todd. to throw the help. scent by announcing the Red Hood DLC very early. Like, no, we have Red Hood. See, it didn't throw anything. It threw no. jack and shit. <laughs> It it also doesn't help that even if you didn't know, like we were able to predict it a lot easier because we know Batman stuff. Even if you didn't know Batman stuff, the game doesn't really make it that subtle because there's so many goddamn flashbacks specifically at about least Jason three Scott's death. Mm-hmm. They try and spin it as like, well, that's why he's being like so paranoid about protecting his new Robin and his new family because it's happened before. And he doesn't want it to happen again. They don't successfully throw the scent. Like, why would you introduce this character who literally has not had a role in the past two games if they're not going to show up? Yeah, why are they so prominent? Conveniently wearing a mask with no identity. Hmm. Hmm. Calling himself the Arkham Knight and understands how Batman fights. Like, hmm. Someone who knows all of their... uh, Everyone, he knows all of his secrets. He knows how to take him down. He knows how he moves, how he thinks, what breakfast cereal he eats. Except he doesn't know enough to know that he could literally just tape one human being to many, one of the many autonomous drones that Batman is fighting, and Batman would lose because he wouldn't want to <laughs> fight it. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't want to blow him up. He doesn't have to tape him. Just put a pilot in him. <laughs> like, yeah. Just put a picture in the window to make him think there's a guy in there. <laughs> no, no, no. He's going to be really sad then. Yeah. And then there's the like two second redemption when it is revealed. He's like, Jason, I'm sorry. Jason's like, I can tell you meant that. I forgive you. (laughs) Papa. (laughs) Son. (laughs) I must protect my boy. (laughs) I love you, son. I love how you both did Blarkinson, but two completely different references. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Now give your poppy a hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't need I don't 
that's the issue with these last couple of like plot twists is <laughs> they're so self-explanatory i i don't know what else to say yeah unfortunately they were yeah the Dark Knight I mean, one especially was just it was rough yeah. right it's just you, right. you were just admit it just admit it we guessed it we figured it out got it just admit it uh-huh. like nope that's not it that's not it don't think of that don't think of jason todd that's not it stop it you're wrong stop it That's why it's, in my opinion, the worst kind of twist, because it just doesn't, it's just so nothing. Nothing, it's just not surprising. It just feels so perfunctory. Mm-hmm. Are there any other twists that anybody want to mention here? It feels like we're uh, we're slowly creeping into wrap-up mode. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like we've hit it. Yeah, I mean, we covered a lot of a lot of all the different types. Uh, we got a pretty good, uh, inclusive uh, assortment there of all the different types of plot twists. A lot of good, yeah. a lot of bad, a lot, a lot of, of bad. weird in between. Is there anything else to be said, or do we just do we just do we just wrap this up? No, I think that's that. See, I, I'm, I'm a little nervous to try and start and wrap wrapping this up because I was promised something and I don't know <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> you just gotta figure it out then, Logan. Go I mean, it, wrap it up. I, I get yeah, I, yeah. Just wrap it up, man. All right, okay. I guess I'll just wrap it. Up. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for joining us on this episode of chatting with fate accompli if you've made it this far hopefully you didn't spoil yourself on anything good or otherwise hopefully i we saved you some time on some of the bad ones (laughs) (laughs) uh thank you scott and michael for joining me on this episode of course Um, uh yeah i don't have anything else to say and i'm like worried that (laughs) why are you worried I don't know. Don't be worried, Logan. Face your fears. Don't be worried. Feel like something's gonna happen. What's gonna happen? Things happen all the time, Logan. Maybe that's maybe that's the plot twist. Maybe it's the friends we made along the way. Yeah. I mean, Logan. Sometimes the twist is that there is no twist. Makes you think there's gonna be one, but there's not. It's true. See, Scott. I kind of feel like on a on a level, I knew that, and I knew that's what was (laughs) that that's what was gonna happen, but uh. I guess the twist is is that this ending is super long as shit, and I don't know how I'm gonna edit it now. Great. Uh, That's a twist I can get behind. We played them. Thanks, everybody. You have a great rest of your time or something. I don't know. Whatever you do with your time besides listen to us. Time, Mr. Freeman. Goodbye.